I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hi friends, happy Tuesday. Today we are discussing all things stress, but first today's rosebud and thorn. So my rose today is that over the weekend, my husband told me about this thing called the Josh battle. It happened in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he came up to me and he was like, I just feel like this is something that you would enjoy knowing. And it's that a bunch of Joshes got together for like this like foam sword battle to determine who would be the ultimate Josh. And <laughs> they gave the title to a five-year-old and I love that. And I just think it's so fun to do weird stuff like that and to just be like, I just to find fun things to do for no reason. One of the things that he said that I also really liked was, I feel like you'd fight in a Josh battle, but not in a Sarah Jane battle. And he couldn't be more right. And I don't know why, but it's true. That's, that's true for me. I feel seen. I feel known. And um, I thought that was a fun little fact to share. My thorn, though, is that in the year 2021, no matter how adorable and how fun a Josh battle or any other kind of activity may be, I can no longer unsee a super spreader event and just enjoy it for what it is. It is officially a stressful thing. And my bud is that I want to remind you on Thursday, I have a free workshop at noon Eastern Standard Time, all about work-life balance. So you can come hang out with me. We're going to do it. We're doing the first time I'm doing this. We're doing it live and we're going to hang out and we're going to talk all things taking your time back. So I am so excited to talk stress with you today. That is a sentence I never thought I would say, but truly I am. I want us to discuss this thing that impacts our lives in so many different ways. You know, when stress impacts our body, we can get headaches, it can increase depression, we can have heartburn, insomnia, a weakened immune system, rapid breathing, a risk of a heart attack, we can have high blood sugar, high blood pressure, a pounding heart, stomach ache, fertility problems, a low sex drive, erectile dysfunction, missed periods, tense muscles. And it's not just physical, right? Like it's also can impact, um, again, like our depression levels, anxiety levels, irritability, again, our sex drive, memory and concentration problems, compulsive behavior, mood swings, all kinds of stuff. Stress is like that. It's like drinking water, right? When people are like, oh, I don't feel good. It's like try drinking water. It's like every, every symptom could be stress which honestly hearing this has never been comforting for me. In fact, it's always been pretty frustrating. Like you're saying all of this stuff that stresses me out to hear, and then you're telling me to not be stressed out or else it's gonna happen to me. But don't worry, I'm going to carry you through to the end of this. Before we talk about stress relief by Enneagram type, we do need to discuss bad stress versus good stress or distress versus eustress, which is kind of the more technical term for it. So good stress is the type of stress we feel when we are excited. We have the same physical reaction as we would to bad stress, but there's no threat or fear. 
You may feel this kind of stress when you move to a new city, work on an exciting project, or go on a first date. Good stress is good because it keeps us feeling alive and excited about life. Good stress motivates us. It focuses our energy. It's short-term. It's perceived as within our coping abilities. It feels exciting and can improve our performance. And then there's bad stress, which is more of a chronic stress. This can be caused by long-term medical stress, an unhappy home or work life, or any long-term daily stress. This is something that our bodies aren't made to handle and is really the major cause of concern when it comes to our health, both physical and emotional. The thing to pay attention to is that good stress can become bad stress and honestly vice versa. You can intentionally change your thinking about your bad stress so that it becomes a good stress. But also, while stress is helpful in short bursts, its ongoing presence can have a detrimental effect. Essentially, your body can't tell the difference between the two types, good or bad, and therefore an extended season of stress in either direction, good or bad, can become chronic stress, overwhelming your body's ability to self-regulate and cope. So today I wanted to run through how each Enneagram type may find themselves in chronic stress, sometimes because it starts as a good stress but turns into something that we kind of feel like we have to do in order to keep going, and a quick tip for changing that pattern so that we can move into a new way of being. So for our type ones, you guys, oftentimes the chronic stress can come from over-functioning. There's always more to do, always more to improve, always a better way for it to have been done, and therefore your job is never quite over. Nothing will ever be perfect, and therefore you can't rest. So it's important to remember for our type ones that it's proven that people perform better when they end a task with a little bit of energy left over. So the next time you feel like you have to keep going, you have to keep trying, you can pause for a second and say, I will actually be more effective if I end before I think this is complete. Especially for our ones who may have a hard time gauging when something is is done because there's always something that could be improved in their minds. For our type twos, one of the ways that you can end up in chronic stress is not setting boundaries with the people in your life. Now, my tip for this is to remember that someone who responds poorly to a boundary is someone you definitely should have set a boundary with. And someone who responds poorly to a boundary is saying to you, I think that my wants are more important than your needs. And therefore, what is often the case for our twos is they're afraid of being selfish. You're experiencing them being selfish, right? Because you have chosen to advocate for yourself and they're not okay with that. That's actually just their selfishness standing in the way of you making you being able to take care of yourself. For a type threes, it's sometimes it's about not getting in touch with how you feel about your life. So when you're constantly improving, constantly changing, constantly growing, but you're not really paying attention to, is this what makes me happy? Is this fulfilling for me? Is this working for me? Then you find yourself earning what you think happiness will come down the road if you just keep working, if you just keep striving, then you'll feel happy. It's important that you reorganize this mindset to how can I strive for the life that feels good to me and let everything else, all of the accomplishments be a product of that instead of the other way around. 
Type fours, this chronic stress can come from neglecting the average daily tasks. Those things that just need to get done that feel boring and mundane and are not romantic in any way, but just have to be done. When they pile up, they become these little nagging things on your shoulder, yelling at you that you they need your time, they need your attention, but when you're not giving them your time and attention, they don't go away. They just remain there as chronic stress. So a little tip for our fours is that you can romanticize those tasks, make them beautiful, enjoy the present moment with them, um, make it something that you look forward to by pairing it with something you enjoy, and just break it down into small bits and pieces. Just tackle one little piece at a time. Type fives, one of the things that can create chronic stress for you is a confusion in your relationships. People feeling as though people are always invading on your time and your space. And one of the quickest ways to work on this is to communicate with the people in your life up front. So let people know, I need X amount of time of un uh, to not be interrupted so that when you give them your time, they feel excited to have you there. And when you have your alone time, everyone knows that is the time you're taking for yourself. So you're giving 100% for a shorter period of time to both yourself and to others instead of spreading that super thin. For type sixes, it can be staying in a job or relationship for longer than is healthy, out of loyalty, or even a lack of self-trust. Like what a, a belief that maybe you could be wrong, that this isn't working for you. The first thing is to choose loyalty to your own future self. Pay attention to what you want and what you need and be loyal to that. Focus on that. Commit to it. And also it might be helpful to have someone to talk to, whether that's a friend or a therapist or a coach who can help you to trust yourself, connect back to yourself and remind you of who you are. Type sevens, your chronic stress often comes from overscheduling both your actual schedule, but also overscheduling your ideas, adding more in to solve your problems. So you feel like I'm sad, I need to add more in, or this isn't working, I need to add more in. So the big solution here is for you to block out your time so that you make sure that you're giving that extrovert energy if to at a certain period of time, but then you're also getting plenty of time to self-nourish, enjoy your independence, and choose less as your solution. Instead of thinking, I want to add more in, think, what can I take away? For our type eights, one of the ways that you show up with chronic stress is pushing past your limitations, both physically and emotionally. When the going gets tough, you think, I have to get tougher. And sometimes what that means is that you push yourself way past your limits. And the easiest way to kind of shift this thinking is to practice yoga. Yoga teaches you your limitations. It teaches you to honor those limitations. It teaches you to listen to and trust your breath. And this is something that when done regularly can infiltrate every area of your life as an eight and you will start to honor your limitations in more than just when you're on the mat. All right, finally, our type nines. You can end up in chronic stress because you maybe say yes more than you want to through people pleasing. 
maybe self-sacrificing and just not speaking up for your actual wants and needs and things don't feel good to you. Not telling people when things don't feel good as a way to avoid conflict. For you, it's important to take that switch and think, I want to become a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper, right? A lot of times our, our nines are focusing on keeping the peace, keeping things calm, not disrupting things, not creating a ripple. But what happens is all of that stress, all of that worry, all of that disappointment, it festers and it builds and it becomes underlying frustration and sometimes can even lead to kind of a big blowout. Once you've reached the point where you can't do it anymore, it comes out, right? Or it can come out as passive aggressive behavior. None of that is serving you. All of that is showing up in your life as chronic stress, just kind of holding on to all of these things that aren't working. Instead, you want to shift it and and create peace through intentional dialogue, speaking up about your boundaries, intentionally saying no, pushing it, leaning into a little bit of healthy conflict so that you can avoid unhealthy patterns. I hope this was helpful. If you are ready to leave a state of chronic stress behind and invite in more rest, ease, and freedom, join me for this Thursday's free workshop where we are diving headfirst into finding more balance in your life and work. You deserve time for yourself, your loved ones, and your big dreams. Link is in the show notes. I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.